Welcome into this next episode of Big A Sports Show. I'm your host, Adam Van Handel. And in this episode, I'll be doing a preview with a special guest for the upcoming game tomorrow in the NFL between the Jacksonville Jaguars and the Green Bay Packers. But before we get to that, I do want to bring in my special guest. He was on a few of my previous uh, episodes of my podcast, Mark Trunk. Mark, uh, welcome in again to my podcast. Uh, how you doing today? I'm doing good, Adam. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, definitely. And uh, I try and get Mark on as much as uh, I can, uh, in addition to other people uh, for Packer previews. Uh, he's very knowledgeable about the Packers. And like I said in previous episodes, if you had to pick one team that he uh, would go for, uh, if he was forced to do that, and he's not, but if he was forced to do that, he would probably say the Packers. But he's also very into other Wisconsin sports teams, so uh, it's good to get his insights, uh, that's for sure. But before we dive into the Packers-Jaguars game tomorrow uh, from Lambeau Field, I do want to do a brief um, kind of look back to the Packers' win on uh, Thursday Night Football, which seemed like a while ago, as it was... Uh, I guess you could say, you know, what, 10 days ago? And uh, so it's, it seems like it was it was quite a bit ago, but that's what happens sometimes in the NFL. They have these Thursday night games, and then they have their uh, mini-buy, they call it. So the Packers had their mini-buy, and uh, they're ready to get back at it tomorrow. But in their game against the Niners, they were able to win uh, very handily and uh, do a really nice job. And, yeah, the Niners, it was a different team than – what they saw uh, when they got beat twice against them last year in the regular season in the in the NFC Championship game, but it was still a nice win uh, to kind of exercise the demons a little bit from their struggles uh, recently uh, before last uh, win that they had versus the Niners in San Francisco. So uh, it was good to get the job done and kind of uh, move ahead and. Uh, move to the Jaguars, and also get uh, healthy, too. They had some uh, players that they are able to get healthy and that will should be available for the game against the Jaguars, which we'll get to in the injury report uh, upcoming in this episode of my podcast. But, Mark, I'll bring you in uh, now for your thoughts uh, on the win against the Niners for the Packers. Yeah, Adam, it was a great performance by the Packers. Um, first, I just want to talk about the defense a little bit. It was definitely good to see them get a lot more pressure on the quarterback and stop the run after what happened with the Vikings. I know the Niners' offense is pretty much all backups, but still you got to play who is on your schedule, and the Packers did a, a good job. It definitely, it definitely felt a lot like the Texans game. You know, They got out to a big early lead. Devontae was on fire all game. Really, nobody could stop him. Defense is forcing turnovers again, which is great. Awesome to see MBS have that uh, big, long catch and then the one in the red zone. Um, they held up well against the Niners' defense. Still had some front, still have some good players in their front seven, like Fred Warner and uh, some of the D linemen. The running game looked pretty, pretty fun to watch, actually, with Tyler Irvin and Aaron Jones. They're a little bit more explosive and can make big plays. Jamal Williams is still a good good guy to have on the team as far as blocking and receiving, but as far as big plays, I think Irvin Jones 
could bring some good promise for the rest of the season for the Packers on, on the running game. But. Yeah, I think it was good to see the Packers kind of get a nice win against the Niners. They were able to uh, do really well offensively. Most notably, uh, Devontae Adams, again, was a player that uh, really had a big game. And uh, he's been kind of amazing all season. He's been a really good receiver uh, in his career for the Packers. And uh, hopefully that all continues uh, for him. It should uh, going forward. But it was nice to see them kind of click on all cylinders offensively. Again, it was against kind of the Niners, uh, a lot of their backups. But still, like you mentioned, they have to uh, play who's in front of them and uh, take care of business. Because let's just say, for example, hypothetically, and this didn't happen, but let's say they struggled against the Niners, then people would probably be like, oh, well, they lost to a bunch of backups. And that's you know kind of embarrassing. So that did not happen, and they were able to get the job done and uh, take care of business, that's for sure. And defensively, quickly before we get into the Jaguars game tomorrow, I do want to mention they did get the nice uh, turnover and the interception. Uh, that was nice. As far as the defense, they haven't had a lot of, whole lot of turnovers. Uh, so it was good to see that happen. And then they were able to get the fumble uh, forced by Zedaria Smith, too. So hopefully that's something they can build off of uh, going forward in the season. But uh, moving ahead to previewing the Jaguars game tomorrow, it is at 12 p.m. Central Time on Fox. Green Bay opened a 14-point favorite. They are now a 13-and-a-half-point favorite. Offensively, total yards, Jaguars are 21st. As for the Packers, they are 7th. And then defensively, total yards, the Jaguars are 29th. And then the Packers are 10th. The Jaguars have lost seven in a row. Their record is one and seven, so that means they won week one and lost since. So they're really struggling. And then the Packers are six and two and in first place in the NFC North. And then the Jaguars are at the bottom of their division, obviously, with their uh, struggling record. And the Packers are on a one game win streak as they had the Niners win uh, when they played on Thursday Night Football. And the injury reports for the game, the Packers have cornerback Jair Alexander, who's doubtful for this game, as he had the unfortunate hit to the head in the Niner game, and I believe he's going through concussion protocol, so hopefully he's able to uh, get back sooner rather than later. And then Kevin King, the other corner that they have, another one, they have other ones, but those are the top two uh, for them. He is questionable. It sounds like he might be able to play. It's He's progressing towards return, so hopefully all things uh, pan out where he can return very soon because he's a really solid corner in his own right. And then fullback John Lovett is out, and he's actually out for the rest of the year. Unfortunately, he had a season-ending injury uh, that happened, I believe, against the Niners. So they'll be out another fullback. They had Josiah DeGuara earlier in the season, who's another fullback for them, who was a draft pick of theirs who is out for the season. So they're down two fullbacks and they got to kind of uh, figure things out there. And then uh, safety, Will Redmond is questionable. Safety, Vernon Scott is questionable. Wide receiver, Darius Shepard is questionable. Wide receiver, Equinemia St. Brown is questionable. Wide receiver, Robert Tunyon is questionable. Tackle, Rick Wagner is questionable. But good news for the Packers Activated today from IR was linebacker Christian Kirksey. So he was the offseason addition that they had. 
and he will be back in the fold uh, for their linebacking core that they have. And then on the flip side for the Jaguars, wide receiver LaVishka Chenault is out. Quarterback Gardner Minshew is out. Running back Divine Zigbo is out. Safety, the former Packer, Josh Jones, is questionable. Linebacker Dakota Allen is out. Defensive tackle Doug Costlin is out. And offensive lineman Brandon Linder is questionable. So that's the injury report. Again, like I always say from my previews on my podcast, look for the injury report to be released an hour and a half before uh, game time or around there, and you'll be able to see who's in and who's out, and you can usually get that uh, anywhere you get your media nowadays. It's it's pretty much wherever. So uh, be paying attention for that to uh, see who's in and who's out. So, Mark, I do want to bring you in for your thoughts on the injury report and then uh, the next uh, talking point that you had planned uh, for this episode of my podcast. Yeah, so looking at the Packers injury report, some concerns, I guess, for the cornerbacks as far as having Jair and Kevin King out. But um, I do I trust Gudikins and the depth they have. You know, it's not like Kadar Holman and Josh Jackson haven't played this year, so we'll have to see how they do. Um, it'll be interesting to see what they do with the receivers. I know they called up some some guys today, uh, Darius Shepard and EQ. If they're not able to go, who knows how much playing time the other guys get. But it'll be interesting. Um, and uh, I think David Bakhtiari should play this week, which is a big lift for their um, offensive line for the Packers and then for the Jags. LaVisca Chanel is a big loss to them on offense. And uh, obviously, Gardner Minshew will talk a little bit more about the new quarterback they have coming up here. But, um, yeah, that's that's kind of what I think on the injury report. Yeah. Uh, I Also, you talked about David Bakhtiari being back. I, I uh, did want to mention him. I forgot to mention him among the injuries. That's good for the Packers to get him back. He's one of the best tackles uh, in the league. and. Uh, He's really solid. So that's good to get him back and uh, protecting Aaron Rodgers' blind side. That's for sure. But uh, going forward as far as this game for the Packers' offense, as far as how they'll attack the Jaguars' defense, the Jaguars' defense isn't ranked very good. It's among the bottom of the NFL for ranks. So hopefully the Packers can dial up some plays with Matt LaFleur calling the plays out and be able to have some good success. And much like they did against the 49ers, if they are able to hopefully get an early lead, which they should, but you can't guarantee anything in the NFL. I mean, we thought that they were going to blow out the Minnesota Vikings and the Minnesota Vikings ran all over them with Dallin Cook and they lost. So Packers should win, but you have to take care of your business, that's for sure. But if they are able to get an early lead, Hopefully, like last game, they are able to keep the foot on the gas and uh, extend the lead and not kind of let the Jaguars hang around because anytime you do that, it can be uh, cause for concern. But uh, that's something that they'll need to do. And uh, hopefully Aaron Rodgers can uh, continue his great season that he's been having and be able to really pick on the Jacksonville secondary because – I was kind of going through their roster, and they don't have a whole lot of kind of notable, like, 
household names you could say. I mean, they're NFL players and they're good, but they, they don't have like anybody that jumps out at you as far as a name. I mean, maybe they have Joe Schobert, the former Badger linebacker, who's signed, I believe, in the offseason. And then Miles Jack was another really nice uh, linebacker. But as far as like secondary, they're uh, kind of struggling in that area. So hopefully uh, they can really attack the secondary of the Jaguars and be able to have some success. Uh, what are your thoughts there, Mark? Yeah, I agree. Um, and just kind of going a little bit as far as the, the Jaguars, the background for them this year. So uh, they're obviously one and seven. Um, a lot of rumors about Trevor Lawrence and Justin Fields. So we'll have to see what happens. I mean, Garner Minshew wasn't playing that awful uh, so far this year, but um, they could trade the draft pick and get uh, King's ransom if they wanted. But their their defense is ranked very low. A lot of big names are gone from their defense, kind of like the Vikings from a few weeks ago. Vikings had a great defense a few years ago, and um, now they don't. And same with the Jags. So, um, yeah, I think uh, after the break, we'll talk a little bit more about the Jaguars personnel and go into that. Yeah, definitely. So after this short audio break, we will come back with uh, more of our preview for the Packers versus Jaguars game. So stay tuned for that after this short audio break. Moving ahead and... uh, Continuing the preview of the Packers versus Jaguars game in another edition of Big A Sports Show, I'm your host, Adam Handel, and I have special guest Mark Trunk uh, with me uh, to talk about this uh, game. And in the first portion, we covered the overview of the game as far as ranks, favorite going in, and uh, also some, some thoughts as far as the Packers win against the Niners. And uh, also kind of got a little bit into the Jaguars game, but we'll get even more into it in this segment. So uh, talking about the Jacksonville Jaguars personnel as far as offensively and defensively, uh, going into this one, Mark, I'll bring you in in a second. But I do want to say that to have the quarterback, uh, Jake Luden, who is uh, starting for Gardner Minshew, who's hurt. And uh, he actually had a pretty good game last week in their game against the Texans. Uh, was able to throw it uh, effectively and rack up some good yardage, uh, but they lost the game, unfortunately, for their sake. But uh, he's a young quarterback, and, I mean, it's very, very early on, so who knows if if he has a future as a starting quarterback consistently in this uh, NFL, and he's kind of a backup playing as a starter, so we'll see what happens. But uh, it's kind of a little bit of an unknown as far as the Packers. Yeah, they have last week's uh, game as far as tape and then some college highlights of him. But it's not like they have a whole bunch of tape, like an established veteran. Uh, so maybe a little bit unknown uh, for their defense. And uh, that might hurt the Packers. Uh, or it could help them, too, because he's inexperienced and he's young. And he could uh, throw some uh, 50-50 balls uh, as far as interception possibilities. And uh, the Packers can uh, capitalize. And maybe he's a little bit of a turnover machine. We'll see uh, what happens uh, tomorrow. But, Mark, uh, what are your thoughts on the Jaguars personnel? Yeah, so for the Jaguars personnel, so Jake Luton had his first game last year, or, or first game last week in the NFL. He uh, Earlier, before the season, he, he actually beat out Mike Glennon, who is an NFL journeyman, and also Josh Dobbs, a former top pick by Pittsburgh. 
So uh, Luton had a good year last year for his uh, college season. Just looking up at uh, Bleacher Report, some of the things they talked about with him, that he had good arm strength, he's a good deep ball thrower, he can fit in the tight windows. It sounds like one of the reasons why he fell down the board so much into the sixth round was because of more of the um, pocket presence and being able to understand coverages and and go through reads and things like that, some of the more advanced schematic stuff. So that's why it'll be important for the Packers to get to him. And then as far as the Jags running back, so they've had Leonard Fournette the last several years, but they did get rid of him. It sounded like it was more of a, a personality clash between him and some of the people in the organization. So they got rid of him at the beginning of this year. So James Robinson is the new guy. He's undrafted. He's been actually a really good success story for him. He's been putting up a really good statistical season. If you look at their stats, he's getting a lion's share of the carries, and he's also doing well receiving. So that will probably be the Packers' top priority for stopping the Jaguars' skill players will be James Robinson. At receiver, DJ Chark is pretty good. He had a good season last year. He's a big target, 6'4", so – you know, maybe look for some jump balls to him. Uh, Chenault was having a good season, but um, he's obviously not playing. So they have Chris Conley and uh, Keelan Cole. So they've both been in the NFL for a while and had some good seasons, but probably not as big of a playmaking ability as Chenault. And then just looking at their tight ends, Tyler Eifert. So he's been around a while. He's not as explosive as he used to be. Uh, they also have James Shaughnessy. So... Shaughnessy and Eifert both have about 15, 16 catches each this year. Only one t- only one touchdown between them. So if you're a Jaguars fan, you like to see more, more touchdowns from your tight ends, but that's just something to keep in mind if you're watching the Packers on defense. And then uh, as far as the Jaguars' offensive line, just looking at football outsiders, that's a really good website to, to look at if you're looking for stats on things. The Jaguars' O-line ranks 30th in pass protection, so you would think this would be a great opportunity for the Packers to get to, to Luton. And then the Jags do have a good run-blocking team. They're sixth in the NFL for that, so that might be you know, part of the reason for Robinson's success. And then uh, Doug Marone and Jay Gruden are the main guys calling the plays for Jacksonville. And then uh, just going on defense real quickly, their defensive coordinator is Tom Walsh. Like we were saying earlier, a lot of big names from the last few years are gone for them, like Clayus Campbell, Yannick Ngakwe, Jan Ramsey, AJ Bouye. Whether it be a salary dumps or them just not getting along with uh, Tom Coughlin, uh, you know, I think that's probably a little bit of both. Um, so now they're really a lot of a lot of young guys there now. They still do have Joe Schobert and Miles Jack. Uh, Miles Jack is really good in coverage, actually. So. He's kind of like their Eric Kendricks from the Vikings. Uh, Josh Allen is a really talented player from Kentucky. They drafted high this year, but he has had injuries for them, unfortunately. So otherwise, they don't really have any big names on the the defensive front seven at all. Their secondary is pretty young. They did draft C.J. Henderson pretty high out of Florida. Um, But they're the 32nd against the pass this year, so that should be a great opportunity for Aaron Rodgers to take advantage of that. Yeah, and you mentioned uh, their cornerback that they picked out of Florida, C.J. Henderson, and I did want to say that uh, 
most NFL quarterbacks, like seasoned vets, definitely have knowledge of like who's the young, inexperienced cornerback. And yeah, they have a lot of talent. I mean, CJ Henderson was a first round pick. He's probably going to have a bright future in the NFL. But right now, there's a few things that could be like working mistakes that he might make early on his in his career. And I know that that's something that Aaron Rodgers really takes note of as far as observing the personnel uh, play by play and knowing, hey, if there's a sub that comes in to the game and uh, he's a little bit inexperienced and things of that nature, then he kind of picks on that that player and uh, goes to work as far as maybe C.J. Henderson tomorrow uh, goes against Devontae Adams and uh, they, they really go after uh, C.J. Henderson throwing to, to Devontae Adams because Devontae is the number one target for the Packers and everything. So uh, that could uh, be the case as far as that goes. And just some other cornerbacks too for the uh, Jaguars if they're inexperienced and uh, kind of young. Uh, yeah, they might have a bright future in, their, in the NFL for a reason, but right now uh, there's some things that you can kind of uh, have against them that uh, definitely is something that you can capitalize on, uh, that's for sure. So hopefully they can do that. And then some of the other points that you made, Mark, are really good as far as they don't have the same usual defenders that they uh, used to have in previous seasons. I mean, a few years ago, this Jaguars defense was ranked like in the top five, top 10. I mean, they were really solid and they were loaded on defense. And now this is kind of a whole change uh, from what they had and everything. So we'll see what happens as far as that goes, but it's definitely something that the Packers can hopefully capitalize on as far as a lot of change over uh, defensively for Jacksonville. So that's uh, definitely a good breakdown of the personnel for the Jaguars and some good uh, kind of stats and notes that you had there, Mark, uh, for the Jaguars from um, those uh, sources that you pointed out, which is very good uh, in addition to your uh, knowledge and ex- expertise there. So in the next portion, though, for another episode of Big A's podcast, or Big A's Sports Show, rather, uh, I'm your host, Adam Van Handel. Uh, we will be going through the Packers as far as how they might attack uh the Jacksonville Jaguars and looking more uh, in depth as far as the Packers uh, personnel too. So that'll be coming up after this short audio break. Moving ahead in another edition of Big H Sports Show, I'm your host Adam Van Handel and uh, continuing on with our preview of the Packers versus Jaguars game tomorrow again it's at 12 p.m central time from lambeau field in green bay wisconsin and the packers are six and two while the jaguars are one and seven we uh did an overview of the game and then went on from there uh in upcoming segments as far as the jaguars personnel and uh things like that but now in this uh segment we'll be talking about the packers personnel and i'll bring in my special guest uh, mark trunk again uh, as far as that goes and Mark, what are your thoughts on the Packers personnel going into this game against Jacksonville tomorrow? Yeah, Adam. So Packers have been doing really well in offense this year, obviously for for most of the year. Uh, I think the the plan for them to tomorrow kind of depends a little bit on the weather. We'll talk a little bit about that later, but it should be a great matchup for Rodgers and Devontae Adams again. The Jags are really low in pass defense. They're probably going to try to blitz Rodgers and do what the Bucks did to, to him 
to try to get him off his spot. Otherwise, it's going to be tough to stop Rodgers and that this passing offense. Uh, look for more carries for Aaron Jones. He did really well last week. It was great to have him back. You know, he's really explosive in the, the run game and the, the pass game. Jags are actually ranked last in sack percentage. So that doesn't bode well for them as far as you know, getting to Rodgers. And you have to think if the Packers have the run established, they're going to even be more, you know, off off base as far as trying to attack the Packers. The Packers aren't going to be having Alan Lazard again, so hopefully MVS can have another big game and maybe even some more Malik Taylor. Uh, as far as the Packers' offensive line, they did really well last week against the Niners' front, and uh, they're getting Debach back this week. No real specific threats for the Jaguars as far as their defensive line, so um, should be, I think, a good day for Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, I think that Aaron Rodgers should have another efficient day as far as throwing the ball around Lambeau Field and uh, really making Devontae Adams a number one priority again, as he always does, in addition to uh, having secondary players that he uh, mixes in to, whether it be the running backs, the tight ends, or the other receivers that they have. But he should be able to, I would say, probably have at least 300 yards passing, uh, if not more, uh, hopefully. Or this could be a game, too where we see Rodgers have around that yardage total or maybe a little bit less. Sometimes it matters as far as Matt LaFleur and also game flow too uh, for a game as far as how it's going time and uh, scores the situation and everything. But we could have it be where he uses his running backs a lot and it's an Aaron Jones, Tyler Irvin, uh, and all their other running backs and uh, personnel that they have uh, that way doing really well and then Rodgers has to just kind of uh do his part too but he might not have like 350 yards or anything like that so we'll see what happens I just foresee him having at least 300 yards and uh potentially more but uh the only way to know is to tune into Fox and watch the game tomorrow at noon uh, central time which I know Mark and I will be doing and the rest of uh you listeners and everybody else that tunes into the game but uh Hopefully the Packers can uh, have a nice game offensively and then defensively really uh, capitalize on uh, their nice game that they had last game against the Niners. Again, it was a different Niners team, but still it was a nice performance. And hopefully against the struggling team and the Jaguars and an inexperienced quarterback and Jake Luden, they're able to get some more turnovers and have another nice uh, game to kind of add that uh, really good momentum as far as defensively and hopefully carrying it to next week, which they have the Colts, which will be a really tough matchup. Uh, but that's looking ahead to next week, and we want to focus more on the game tomorrow because they have to take care of Jacksonville first before we get to the Colts game. So hopefully uh, all things play out good offensively, like we mentioned with their offense, and then defensively they're able to uh, have a nice game too. So that's kind of a rundown of the Packers personnel going into the game against the Jaguars. And then uh, in the next portion of my podcast, I do want to get to the keys to the game, which I know Mark will bring in some of his keys as far as overall. And then their Packers defense too. And then we will get to our predictions for the game. So stay tuned for that after this short audio break in another edition of big A sports show. I'm your host, Adam Van Andel. 
Moving ahead in another edition of Big A Sports Show, I'm your host, Adam Van Handel, and continuing to preview the Packers-Jacksonville Jaguars game, which is tomorrow from Lambeau Field in Green Bay, Wisconsin, at 12 p.m. Central Time on Fox. And I have a special guest in for this episode of my podcast, Mark Trunk, as we have uh, previewed the game so far, and this is our last segment as we round out another edition of Big A Sports Show. And uh, before we get to the keys to the game and the predictions, I do want to uh, turn it over to Mark as he has a few notes he wanted to add in for the Packers defense. So here's Mark. Yep, so as far as Packers on defense, some of the keys for them should be to try to rattle Jake Luton and get pressure on him in early downs and try to get him to force balls into people that he's not comfortable with. Like, well, like what I was talking about from the scouting report as far as him going through progressions was kind of a weakness for him in college, so... Hopefully they can expose that tomorrow. And then James Robinson should be number one on Mike Patton's list to shut down. Like I was saying earlier, you don't want a repeat of the Vikings game as far as having them control the ball so much. So uh, run defense needs to be good at the point of attack and tackling well. And then as far as the Packers secondary, it might be Josh Jackson and Kadar Holman at cornerback. Both of them have had ups and downs this year. So it's going to be important for the safeties and Mike Patton just to make sure that everyone's on the same page because, you know, some of these guys like Amos and Savage might not have played with Jackson and Holman that much in game action this year. So you don't want miscommunications in the secondary. Yeah, definitely. I think that's an excellent point you brought up as far as, as we went over the injury report earlier in this episode of my podcast for Big A Sports Show. We talked about how Jair Alexander is probably out tomorrow. He is listed on the injury report as doubtful with a concussion or head injury. Uh, so he probably won't go. And they, again, will probably take the cautious approach. I mean, if he's not ready to go, he's not ready to go. But a lot of times the players want to play as any player wants to play. They want to go out and compete. But uh, the doctors and the medical staff will... Uh, make sure that he's 100% ready or close to it before he gets back out there. And given that, no offense to the Jaguars, like they're an NFL team for a reason, but the Packers should be able to beat the Jaguars and then hopefully give uh, Jair a week of rest and then hopefully get him uh, back and ready for next week against the Colts, which would be a really tough game for the Packers as the Colts are really good in their own right. So uh, him and then Kevin King also is... Uh, potentially uh, not going to play He's questionable on the injury report as we went over earlier in this episode of my podcast. So again, Josh Jackson and Kadar Holman could be uh, thrust into more action as far as uh, covering receivers uh, more on the top end for the Jaguars, as far as DJ shark and uh, players of that uh, caliber for the Jaguars. So uh, hopefully they're able to uh, hold up well. And uh, again, like you mentioned, Mark, get that communication uh, working on all cylinders because if there's any lapses, then that could be a busted coverage or something like that where uh, Jake Luden, their quarterback, is able to take advantage of that and uh, have a big play and potentially it would be a big play with the Jaguars score. So hopefully they're able to uh, get that uh, under control, uh, that's for sure, and uh, definitely be able to work it out and be all on the same kind of line of communication. So I do want to jump ahead to another thing I want to talk about, and that is the keys to the game. So, Mark, I will hand it over to you 
for your keys and then I'll give my keys and then we will wrap it up with predictions. Yeah, so just a couple of keys. Uh, don't take the Jags lightly. Uh, every team in the NFL is good players. So I think it was a good experience for the Packers against the Vikings a few weeks ago. Obviously, you didn't want them to lose, but just give them a wake-up call that they got to bring their A game every time. I mean, the, the spread, the Packers by you know, 13 and a half, that's probably the, the biggest spread that they're going to see this year. So, uh, you know, just bring your A game, be focused. And then uh, just a little bit about the weather. So there was some talk about pretty blustery winds, I think maybe 25 to 30 miles an hour. So this could definitely – this is kind of similar to the Vikings game, how it, how it could affect the game. It's going to be important to get the run established earlier with Aaron Jones just because of the, with the weather conditions. And like I said earlier, to stop James Robinson. Hopefully the Packers can get out to a lead early and then they don't have to worry about the passing as much. And you might not see field goals as much or punts as much due to the wind. You know, we'll have to see how how Matt LaFleur and Doug Barone play it, but that could definitely affect uh, what teams do once they get, you know, around that 40-yard line mark if they're going to pass it or, or if, if they're going to, you know, go for the field goal or punt it or what. So, um, I think the Packers have the more talented team on both sides of the ball, but I think those are a couple of factors to consider. Yeah, definitely. And uh, I do want to get to my keys to the game. And you mentioned with James Robinson being kind of their focal point in their offense. I mean, DJ Shark is a really good receiver. So sometimes he has big games too, as I believe he had a big game last week for them against the Texans in their loss. But uh, it's definitely something where you want to take – any team does best out of the game and out of the equation. And that's the goal of any uh, game for a football team. And the Packers will want to do that tomorrow as far as get off to that early lead, hopefully, and uh, get the Jaguars having to kind of flip their script as far as the game plan and pass it more and make the uh, kind of unproven NFL uh, quarterback in Luden uncomfortable and hopefully uh, have him make some mistakes and uh, be able to uh, capitalize off those mistakes. Because if the Jaguars are able to kind of start off the game and they're not down by a lot, uh, then they're able to have James Robinson where he's continuing to rush the ball and continue to do good things. And he's had a really good season uh, this year for the Jaguars as he's a young player for them that's really talented. So uh, hopefully you're able to uh, kind of minimize him uh, early on. And yeah, they might give it to him a few times early, but... Uh, you kind of bottle them up uh, a little bit as best you can. I know it's been a problem, so maybe they won't, and they'll give up more big plays to the running backs. Uh, but hopefully they can do that and then continue to uh, do well offensively. So as for predictions for the game, uh, Mark, I want to get your thoughts on a prediction, but uh, I'll go first. I think that the Packers should be able to win this game by – Probably two to three scores. Uh, as far as a score, I'll probably go 31 to 14 Packers. I think that they'll win by uh, three scores and they'll uh, get a nice effort out of everyone and they're, uh, have a nice game uh, offensively and defensively and then they kind of uh, get ready for the Colts next week. But again, you can't take... The Jaguars lightly, and I know that Matt LaFleur definitely makes that a point because uh, before the Viking game, uh, 
he was just saying, you know, he I'm paraphrasing here, but he's basically saying you can't take anybody lately because then if you do, then you might lose. And that's what happened against the Vikings. So, uh, and they may not, may not have taken the Vikings lately. I don't think that they did. They just lost, but, uh, you can't take them lightly. You have to, uh, go against them and, and do your best. And hopefully they are able to take care of business, uh, tomorrow at Lambeau field. So Mark, your prediction for tomorrow's Packers Jaguars game. Yeah, so I I agree with you. I think the Packers are gonna win. I'll say, I'll say ballpark score will be around thirty five, Packers thirty five, Jags twenty one. I think the Packers should have no problem putting up points, but uh, you know the there's a wild card factor with the wind and um, injuries, of course. So I think the Jags will maybe put a couple of drives together, but I think the Packers should win pretty comfortably. Yeah, so I think uh, we both think that the game will be a game where the Packers should win and uh, move on to next week and improve their record to 7-2. and two. And if the Jaguars lose, they'll fall to 1-8 and eight in uh, their struggling year. So uh, it should be uh, another good game for the, the uh, Packers. And uh, hopefully it all pans out uh, the way we want it to tomorrow. And uh, I'll be back on uh, – Monday for a recap of the of the game and other NFL action, and then uh, also I'll uh, get more into uh, in another episode of the NBA uh, aspect as far as the NBA next week has a big week as it's uh, heating up its efforts to get uh, started back up on December twenty second. So uh, I'll be doing draft talk and uh, more in depth looks at the Milwaukee Bucks and other NBA teams as. Uh, that'll get uh, started up. So be t- paying attention for that in addition to all my other stuff that I do for my podcast for Big A Sports Show. I'm your host, Adam Manhandle. But, uh, Mark, uh, before I wrap up another episode, any last thoughts? Yeah, I'm looking forward to the game. Uh, always good to see the Packers take on anybody in the NFL. So uh, I think this should be one that they'll win, and hopefully they'll be able to maybe get some help from some other teams in the NFC as far as fighting for that number one seed. So this is one that you would think they should be able to get and looking forward to seeing it tomorrow. Yeah. And thank you, Mark, again, for being on another episode of my podcast for Packer preview. Mark will be on uh, future episodes too, as well as others. Uh, and also anything else I do for my podcast, I'd be paying attention for that uh, for big A sports show, anywhere you get your podcast uh, subscribe if you want and uh, be looking out for everything I uh, do for my podcast because I'm always looking for as many consistent listeners as possible, and it's been great so far, and hopefully it all continues. So, again, closing out another episode of Big A Sports Show for a preview of the Packers-Jaguars game. I'm your host, Adam Ben Handel. Have a great rest of your weekend.